Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Hello and welcome back, all you hookers and slicers out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast presented by 4Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stan Blake Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick the Stick. Nick, how you doing? Oh, doing amazing. Yes, it was, uh, it was a, good, a good week. How about you? Oh, it's, uh, it's going great. It's, uh, it's been a good couple weeks here, for sure. Yes. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little bit since we last uh, recorded, but uh, it's because we were a little busy, a little busy with stuff. Yeah, you went on one of the most amazing golf trips I've I've ever heard about. I mean, I don't even know where to begin, but I want to tee you up with just I'm I'm envious of what you were able to accomplish in the in the last week. Uh, with what, what is it 166 holes in six days yeah i mean we scheduled 171 we got rained out of ah. like five holes but, <laughs> so technically 166 holes in in six days god over over a thousand miles traveled yeah and i i mean if you could do that anywhere, it's amazing. But the the places that you played, it just sound. And I saw pictures; it looked amazing. Yeah, it was uh, it was a trip that was kind of thought up over the pandemic, and the idea was like, what kind of golf trip could I do that wouldn't involve air travel? Because you know, during the pandemic, it was like yeah. air travel was not not the greatest of things, um, and and somewhat non-existent at times so it was like okay you know what kind of golf trip because you know golf was one of those things that you could do during the pandemic you know and we got that that boom the golf industry got that boom because a lot of people decided to pick it up because it was one of those few things you could actually do yeah and you know living here in in milliwaukee in wisconsin um you know i i know of you know, a lot of good golf that's here in Wisconsin and definitely, you know, some bucket list courses like Whistling Straits. But I didn't want to just do like Wisconsin. I thought, you know, not only does Wisconsin have really good courses, but so does some other places in the Midwest like Michigan. Michigan has got an unbelievable amount of great golf as well. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, if I want to do a trip, you know, I kind of want to get out of just Wisconsin and, and Michigan could be a stop too. Well, yeah. there's this big, like, freaking lake in the way, you know. <laughs> you got to kind of travel. You could you can take a ferry over, but, I mean, that costs some money. And, like, during the pandemic, I don't know if the ferry was actually running. So I was like, well, let's just take the car. What if we just do a loop? around Lake Michigan. What if we just drive around this big old lake and go golfing at a bunch of different courses like on the lake? Um, And so that was pretty much it. That was the trip. And 
Yeah. Uh, it kind of it was supposed to happen last year, but then I got a new job and didn't have like the the time off to be able to do it. So pushed it back to this year and uh-huh. finally got finally got around to do it. Convinced a friend to to go along with me then for the entire trip, and then you and another buddy joined us for our final stop at at Whistling Straits. Yeah. The grand finale. The grand finale, and it was yeah, it was a lot of golf. It was 171 scheduled holes over six days, you know, and over a thousand miles driven in the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eleven courses in total. Yeah. In six days. Three uh, three of those were nine hole courses, but still. Yeah, still. I mean. I remember talking to you that night, the night of, and especially Theron, but like, were you, were you ready to be done when it was done? Or like, could you, now that you've had a few days to like, like think about it, like, could you have kept going or like, would you have uh, extended the trip for a few more days? Like, like, would, or would you ever do it again? I mean, was it, was it too much golf or was it not enough? So I would say, like, I, I mean, I could have kept going, like, yeah, like, I don't know, I, yeah, I can keep playing golf. Um, uh huh. It, I mean, it was, it was, tired. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it, like, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't tired too. Like, I was definitely tired. Um, but there's physical and there's mental tired. Yeah. He, he, he seemed both. Yeah. And you, I mean, yeah, of course you guys were, you, you must have been physically, but like, no, it's a good answer that you responded with, like, you could have kept going. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was, so, like, I felt good at the end of the trip playing Whistling Straits because I, I mean, I actually played pretty decent by my standards at Whistling Straits, so like, I oh, felt yeah. pretty good about that. Yeah. If it was, like, how I played at Arcadia, and it was the, because we played Arcadia Bluffs, uh, that was our second course of the day. It was in the afternoon. It was the back end of our thirty-six that yeah. day, and the wind was howling. And like that was that was a grind. And that one, like, I think, got to maybe like our twelfth hole. And I was like, what? You know, how many holes do we have left? You know, I was like, it. it that course that day beat me up for sure. Okay. I don't think Whistling Whistling Straits didn't like beat me up because we had. I mean. We had pretty good conditions. Like, it wasn't super windy. It was, I mean, it was a little chilly, obviously, but, like, Whistling Straits can be a lot, like, harsher oh, yeah. than, than how we got it. So if, sure. if it was if it would have been, like, Arcadia Bluffs or if Whistling Straits would have been the second half of a 36-hole day, then I might be saying a different story. But only playing 18 holes that day... Um, like I, I felt fine afterwards. Yeah. And like I, I could have kept going, but I think you know one of the things about this trip in terms of planning it was, um, yeah, like what did it, you learn? it. So a couple things, like I probably would have maybe spent a little bit more money in hotels. I kind of went a little cheap with hotels, um, just because we're we're like we're getting in at you know, nine or 10 o'clock at night and we're getting up and getting out of there at like seven or whatever, you know, so yeah. we're not spending a whole lot of time there, but it was just kind of like, you know, 
two-star hotels is like, yeah, maybe maybe bump it up, maybe spend a little bit more to get maybe a little bit more amenities or comfort or whatever. Okay. Um, but that's that's more of like a personal preference, I would say. Yeah. Um, secondly, yeah, it would probably be good to maybe schedule like an off day or something, you know, in like somewhere in that that you know schedule just to kind of help especially with the, all the miles that we were traveling in the car and everything and maybe maybe helped the body a little bit but and that was my question to you is like like do you need an off day or do you just need 18 a day instead of 36 well i mean so our first day we did 27 holes we had the three we had three nine hole courses that we played yeah and then the following day the second day we just played 18 and then we did three straight 36 hole days yeah. And then we finished. And did that, like, just burn you out? Um, I mean, yeah, the, those three days were, getting to the end of it, were, were a little rough. Well, because you got to travel and play yeah. 36. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. It was, uh, like, a mental, physical, like, you're, you're going to get tired doing it. And especially, like, you know, the, the middle day, the mi- middle afternoon when we got absolutely just we got rained out those five holes in the afternoon. Yeah. Like we were just, you know, freezing, soaking wet. And, you yeah, know, like awesome. we got, we got pummeled by weather that day. Yeah. Um, like, it, yeah. It, and yeah, we were for sure. It was, it was tiring, but um, like if the, the only thing I'll say like, is if this trip was maybe happening more in the summer time, absolutely. Yeah. Like a day off or, or a lighter day, um, would have been a great idea with it being kind of in the fall here and I know like the fall colors were great and that was one of the points of doing it at this time of year yeah, for sure but like other than that the weather's not like super great it's you know if if you want to you know maybe go into you know town or something check out the town or just kind of spend an off day doing something it's like the weather's not great like you're almost like just stuck in your hotel room in that weather essentially and i don't know if i don't know if that's something like i really care to do right but like so like if it was in the summer you could we could go out and maybe like go to the lake or whatever and you know check out the sand dunes or something you know just have a a tourist day yeah right exactly but it's a little i feel like it's a little tougher or not as great when it's you know the weather's pretty cold like in the 40s so yeah so that was like one part of the equation of why i didn't really schedule any off days and the second part is i didn't want to like i wanted to minimize the amount of weekend days that this trip dealt with like i wanted i I didn't want to you know have to deal with maybe the rush of a weekend day for golfers like golf courses being like super packed and and everything on weekends so so we only had one weekend day and that was our first day we started on sunday and then we finished at whistling straights on friday so like so that was kind of the the two reasons why we just basically did six straight days and just kind of packed it all in and like I don't know. I like. I don't know if I would have changed that if if it's if we're staying like the same kind of this time of year and everything. 
Like yeah. it was fine. Um, you know, if it it would be nice, like if one of the if one of the places like we played golf maybe had like say say on the you know in the route. Um, say we stopped like middle of the route. We stopped and at like the Sand Valley Resort or something. And there's like multiple courses there and we can spend a few days like at the resort just hanging out and not have to travel. Yeah. That might that might almost serve like a rest day even though you're still playing golf during those days. You're not traveling. Exactly. So like that would be one thing, but like we didn't have one of those types of places on the route. We didn't like a re- you didn't have a resort course. No, not really. I mean, like the closest thing I with multiple courses yeah. on the same premises. Yeah. Like, I, I guess the closest thing would have been Bay Harbor Resort, which, or Arcadia, I guess Arcadia was a, a resort. You, you can stay at Arcadia and play, like, the South Course and the Bluffs Course. And and there's, like, the people we got paired up with, there and I, like, they were they were staying at, you know, the, the resort there. Um, so like that's that's something you could do, but 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 another part of the strip is like we basically wanted to just hit courses that were like right on the lake, and the the south course isn't really on the lake, <laughs> so like it was kind of it was just trying to balance you know what's the point of this trip or like what do we really want to feature and, and see on this trip, and then you know how to make the itinerary work essentially so it like it's it's a balancing act and I, I i thought it went pretty darn well all things considered yeah from what i heard and then the uh the the grand finale was at whistling straits i mean it was amazing that's the one i joined you for and it was just incredible like it was the only word that keeps coming to my mind is just spiritual. Yeah. Like, that course is just, it feels like I'm on another planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Arcadia Bluffs was like that too. Yeah. Like, like those. so those are two, the, the two bucket list courses basically on this trip, the two top hundred courses. Yeah. And, like, Arcadia Bluffs was, I mean, the wind was howling for sure, but it was sunny and, like, it was just postcard. It was beautiful. It was like, and it was, it, it looked like a, it looked like a fantasy course when you, like, on some of the tees. <laughs> You're just like, am I in a video game here? It, it was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't, I never got that feeling with Whistling Straits. I felt like, I felt grounded at Whistling Straits. Okay. Like, this is an actual golf course. Arcadia okay. Bluffs was like, this is, kind of ridiculous <laughs> like just like the angle the, the elevation the, the ele- right exactly and you're and you're looking down and the the fairways are basically like you know surrounded by these bluffs that are kind of just like highlight the fairways or whatever and like it's like it's it's just it's kind of weird in a sense yeah. um but like whistling straights is is absolutely gorgeous to me and we didn't even get the sun out it was cloudy all day but it was gorgeous in the sense it was like a rugged beauty like it was okay i'm grounded this is like earthy feel this is like this is real um so that was kind of the difference for me between those two courses um 
and like I pl- I played a little better at, at Wilson Straits than I did at Arcadia Bluffs, but and, and I I liked Arcadia Bluffs, but Whistling Straits was definitely definitely my favorite of the two. But I'm wondering what what you thought of the course in general. Well, Whistling Straits. I know you didn't play Arcadia Bluffs, but like you you said it was spiritual. Like what 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 was your expectations? Did it meet it? Did it exceed it? I, like how did how did you feel about Whistling Straits? Yeah, I mean, overall, it just exceeded it. Just because I've seen that course, I've been to the PGA Championships, I've been to the Ryder Cup. I mean, I've been there and seen the pros play there, and then just to have the opportunity to walk those same grounds and like that is one part of it uh with like seeing your idols like be there and like always being behind the ropes and now you can actually go on the greens and go on the fairways and then the other part of it is just everything that uh herb kohler did to make that course like i mean it just it feels like you're in scotland or uh in, in ireland like on the ocean um, there's just you can't see any other courses. You you just don't hear any other people uh, or or see any houses. All you hear is the ocean or the uh, and the the waves breaking along the coast. And then we had a caddy, and it was just I mean, you know, you're with your buddies, and it was just an extreme, just like dream to be there with you guys and 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 just playing this amazing course like i mean I, I on one hand i just i mean obviously built it up in my mind and it just you know you and i talked when we were out there about like just trying to take it all in like you're just trying to like every shot every green every every tee box you're trying to just like breathe it in because it's just if you love golf like that's what it's all about it's just playing playing these amazing courses and to me that's what makes another thing about what makes golf special is you know obviously you when you're if you play like basketball you you can hypothetically go to these like hypothetically be in these uh you like stadiums um like where you're the where the pros play but it's just different with golf and it's just because the courses are all different and 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 seeing this course with the link style and the, the greens and the and the fairways and the bunkers and and then getting getting yourself into all kinds of trouble and trying to maneuver your way out of it it was just it was just a it was a spiritual experience like honestly like that's what i kept coming back to is just it was it was so amazing like and I'm just like I'm I'm a I'm a true blood golfer, so it, like I just I try to embrace. I mean, it, the day went so fast, and we didn't even get to. I I have to go back because I, I want to see hole 17 and 18 like while I can actually play them instead yeah. of the darkness. Um, but no, it was it was so incredible, and I just appreciate you putting this trip together, and you know, including the rest of us and inviting you know with me and. No, it's just because sometimes guys just need each other, like, to make things happen. Sometimes, like, you're not going to do something by yourself, but, like, when you put together a trip like this and then, you know, the the grand finale at Whistling Straits, it's just, this was a bucket list item for me, honestly, and I've been wanting to play here, 
but it just you know it 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 exceeded my expectations how about you yeah i yeah i mean you hit the nail on that really and i think kind of going back you know with the comparison between whistling straights and arcadia's yeah as you mentioned like i've i i'm just more familiar with whistling straights because of the pga championships and the Ryder cup and so i know i knew the course a little bit better and so like i could connect with it a little bit more yeah but but you're right you know in the sense that it just like just being out there it was yeah it was it was very spiritual it just it just had a different feel it was it was different and it was also like my first time playing with a caddy so that was kind of interesting. I mean, we had a, it was a four caddy. We, we didn't have anyone carrying our bags, but, um, but still, you know, we're interacting with them. He's kind of re- helping us read the greens or pointing us. Yeah. We, we were the like only that. group on the course the whole year that did not have actual caddies. They're like, no, is that what they said? <laughs> no, I no. mean, that's the way it, like it felt. Uh, it could be. Yeah. He, the way he implied it. He's like, I've never been on this course where I'm not carrying a bag. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, the caddy and no but he i mean it was a big help um for sure helping us on like the lines off the tees like yeah well you went i mean so you were playing like two tees back from from the rest of us and you weren't even playing from the tips and and there was a couple holes you did go back to the like the tips the the far back tees just to just to experience you know what the pros would possibly but, play from but allegedly allegedly i was playing the pro the the pro tees like Pro yeah probably but like there i mean i'm sure they back some of those tees up to those other you know far back locations at times you know just a, moving couple, tees of, around. a couple of them right but from, but from my awareness uh the even at this event like the pros play about 7000 to 7100 yeah. like they aren't playing at 7600 Right, no, you're right, um, but they'll mix they'll mix and match like yeah the team rounds. So they they'll use those back tees. Yeah, they won't use like all days. of them. Yeah, like all at once, but they'll use them from hole to hole. Yeah, and so you went back to a couple of those, and, and yeah. I remember going back there. At one, it's like there, you can't even see the fairway; it's just bunkers. That's all you see. Yeah, and the caddy's like, "Yeah, I just oh. hit it there. Like, see that bush up there? Just aim for that and hit it." And I cleared. Yeah, I cleared that bush. Yeah, yeah, you hit some great shots from back there. I will. I will say it was kind of cool. Like, it, you know, when we didn't go back to where you were hitting, and you know, like, you know, you would hit bass us, and you know, we just hear the ball flight like through the air, like whistling through the air. That was that was kind of cool to to experience for sure. Yeah, I just there's just a different sound when someone who's actually good at golf hits the ball. <laughs> but yeah, and I like, I mean, I hit it decent. I'm, I'm yeah, but, but I'm not, I mean, you play I'm college golf. No, you're not a bummer. You're not a pro, but like you're still you play college golf. You're you're better than you yeah. Know, my, us, I, I can I consider myself still a, a scratch golfer. Yeah, like, like, but that's what I mean. Like, there's there's just a different sound for for players of your skill level with how the ball comes off the club face yeah um and just kind of travels through the air and and that was that was kind of cool to see especially like at whistling straights and you know see it going you know the crazy holes that are there and stuff like that is that's pretty cool it's like yeah. how did he hit that fairway <laughs> and he did but yeah 
No, I yeah, I, I drove it well. I thought you drove it really yeah, well. Yeah, it was my best driving you, day of the trip. You were hitting some bombs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I had some good good tee shots. And it was it was crazy because like two two days before the trip, I went and got a lesson because I was like I couldn't get off the tee. Yeah, I was either like popping the driver up or you know <laughs> thinning it or topping it. Or like I just I couldn't hit. And and to be fair, like I just started hitting the driver like recently this year because I I had a wrist injury pretty much all year that prevented me to hit the yeah. driver. So I was still kind of like trying to get used to the driver again. And I was like, okay, I need to get a lesson. Just I just need to get off the tee. That's basically what I told my coach. I was like, I just something that gets me off the tee. Like it doesn't have to be super Damn. far or anything. It work. And it, it worked. But like at Arcadia, like it it wasn't working. And the wind <laughs> and the wind just like took it because it because I I basically the setup and grip kind of switches. Like I I was just kind of hitting like a basically a fade or whatever with the driver. Yeah. And, but at Arcadia, it was like, it was just, I wasn't hitting a good fade. It was more of a, it was more of a slice and the, the wind, yeah. you know, took that ball. Yeah. So that I, like, I struggled at Arcadia because of that, but at Whistling Straits, I was actually, I was hitting it well and I, I was hitting some, some good balls out there, but yeah, but my best shot came with an iron off, off the tee, actually a wedge, a little 56 degree. Oh shit! Little little uh, little like three quarter swing, little wedge on number twelve. Twelve at whistling. Yeah, it was uh, the the pin was front, the tee was like it was like eighty five yards to the pin, so it was you know it was a short kind of par three. Yeah, because that hole could play crazy different. If you looked at that, like that green. Yeah, like, the back, like the very back right. The back that, right peninsula. Like, good luck. Good luck. Put it in the bunker. <laughs> That's like your best bet. <laughs> that was crazy. But yeah, you literally, like, we all thought it might go in the hole because you put it behind the hole on the back, uh, behind the hole, yeah, on the uh, the backstop of the green, yeah. and it just it was coming right back to the hole. I bet you it peaked in there in the hole. Oh, it definitely gave it a look for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I think it stopped like two or two and a half feet from the the hole yeah and you made it got the birdie yeah you made the birdie no that was an awesome shot yeah yeah like i don't know what i would have done if that would have actually gone in i know like i I may have quit the game (laughs) right right in front of all of us yeah at at whistling right bucket list of your trip right exactly like it would it would have been like how perfect can this be um I mean, we were hearing some yells throughout the day from, I, I don't know if it was coming from the Irish course or, or what, but like we were hearing some, some big yells at times. We almost, we almost got a big, big yell of our own out there with that shot. Yeah. Well, that would, yeah, that would have just been bananas. Yeah. No, I'm glad you made that one. Uh, like the putt, but yeah, I totally, I mean, yeah, hole in ones are so flipping hard. Um, but yeah, that one had a legitimate chance. So, yeah, kudos to you for uh, hitting that. Did did you intend to hit it past and draw it, like have it use the slope to bring it back? Uh, not as much. That as was it, what I wanted to ask you. Not as much as it did. Like I okay, I I wanted to hit hit it left of the pin there. 
Yeah. I didn't want to go right, obviously, because... Yeah, you don't want to short-side yourself. Well, and, and also, you know, that's kind of where the the lake is, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the right-hand side. Um, so I wanted to go... I wanted to make sure I was playing kind of safe until the left. That end. little lake that looks like an ocean? Yeah, right. And that, yeah, that's one thing. Like, for people who don't really or know or have experienced, like, the Great Lakes, Lake Michigan or Lake Superior or any of them, really, like, they're like an ocean, like you can't see to the other side they're freaking huge and like you get waves like the ocean i mean they're not as big waves but like they're they're still waves um yeah but yeah like i like i i wanted to make sure i was a little left but i i did hit it like a little bit harder than i wanted to and that was kind of a that's kind of been a thing that was kind of a thing like all trip is like my wedges like my yardages for my wedges i didn't really have dialed in all that great so i hit it a little bit farther than i really wanted to but okay. the slope was forgiving enough that you know it was there and received my ball and took it down to the pin so well yeah because when you hit that i was like why didn't why didn't the caddy fucking tell me to do that like, <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it came off, he, I he was told like, me to like bounce it up there. I'm like, <laughs> well, you were playing from like 150 yards, but still, yeah, you could use that slope for sure. No, I was like, I was like 120 or oh, 120. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that much longer, and so I, so I have a wedge, and like that with a wedge. Yeah, there was a couple times that he was telling me to like bounce it and stuff, and I'm yeah. like. You know, with a wedge, I'm I, usually to me that's like green light. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, t- to be fair though, like those greens weren't super receptive of shots. Yeah. Like, like they were pretty firm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you could have easily used that slope if you wanted to, and um, but I mean, you still you still stuck it pretty close. You still got a birdie out of it too. You're what like three or four four feet maybe. Something like um, four, five, four five. I I had myself at three paces, uh, okay. or uh, no, two paces, which was uh, six feet. Yeah. Okay. So six feet. So I mean, you still hit a pretty decent shot from from there. Um, yeah. Right. So like, it's not like him not telling you to play that way like prevented you from scoring. I guess. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, yeah, like. You know, when I hit my shot, he was like, uh-oh. And then it started, like, you know, I hit that slope and it started coming down. I was like, oh, hey, you know what you're doing. I was like, yep. As we were, like, all cheering for it to go in. <laughs> yeah. No, that was... Yeah, there's. I mean, there were a couple moments where it was like, yeah, probably probably wasn't the most knowledgeable at certain points or, or more most helpful, I guess, but... No, I thought he did a great job. I mean, overall, I would agree. Overall, he did a great job. But, yeah, there's, like, you know, a couple moments here or there, like that one. Where yeah, it's well, like, he's trying to figure out all of our right. all of our games and yeah. all of our distances. And, like, yeah. so it's just going to be impossible. And he's trying to read all our putts. And, yeah, no. I know, and I, I was kind of, like, because it was my first time with a caddy out, like, I was just kind of, like, you don't actually have to do anything for me. <laughs> Go help everyone else. I'll just... I can just putt, like, or, you know, hit my shots or whatever. Like, I've got a GPS that tells me yardages. You don't have to gun the, the flag or whatever. Yeah. Go, go help other guys or whatever. So, <laughs> like, it's like, just leave me be. 
maybe like if there's a tricky putt or something, I'll I'll call you over or something. But yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of just interesting. But yeah, that's a that's a tough job for we had you know one caddy for all four of us. So yeah, it's tough running around like that. And obviously, when it got darker near the end of the round, it's hard to see anything really. Did you did you have a a favorite part of the day? Favorite part of the day. Um, I don't know. I like the entire time I was just like I was just soaking it all in the entire time. Like I really I mean I really enjoyed the I would say I really enjoyed the holes like that had those greens like on the cliffs of the lake, you know? Yeah. For like, sure. Those were like really cool looking holes and you know, those are the, the postcard holes or the holes that you always kinda see and correct. And to see those, you know, with your own two eyes were, were cool and everything and seeing like I know we got it was pretty dark when we got there, but like the seventeenth hole, the par three where Jordan Spieth was way down there and hit <laughs> you know, hit that shot. Um and the Ryder Cup just flies it like a hundred feet up in the air and lands it like five feet from the pit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then he goes sprinting back towards the lake. Everyone, everyone thought maybe he fell and died because <laughs> the camera yeah. cut from him. But yeah, um, yeah, Theron, Theron found himself down there. He did not have a good time down there. But, he went down and played it, so I admire him for that. Yeah, that was a um, that was a tough little. He did bunker. not have the Jordan Speed outcome. No, well, he was in a bunker. And it was like yeah. a tiny bunker, and like it's hard to even get a swing on that. Yeah, and that Jordan had there. the like his ball was on the up, yeah, like an upslope, yeah. So, but like it's still pretty cool, like moments there to see kind of holes like that. Um, was, yeah, the the hole that John Daly throws threw his club into the into the lake. Yeah, <laughs> just walking walking that hole. It's like just stuff like that that you can relate to. Um, it was yeah, it was really cool, and then and then the hole number five where you know seeing bryson's route that he took off the tee to cut yeah that snake hole <laughs> yeah just like on holes one and five nuts. like yeah. what bryson did was incredible yeah just unreal like i i mean i hit like i hit a a really good tee shot on number one there yeah like i had a great drive and like it wasn't even close to being the distance needed to drive the, drive the green. Like I, number one, I wasn't playing the same tee he was playing from. Yeah, and I was I would have still came up like fifty yards short or whatever of of the green if I would have taken that. <laughs> it's like it's just it's just nuts. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, but it was it was just fun to like recall like the Ryder cup that just happened last year of like these guys that were like, I, I mean, I definitely re- have visuals of like the shots they were playing. And then like, we were, we were standing in the same spots as those. Yeah. So that, that's why like whistling straights is so special. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's definitely a top course in the world. Um, you know, if not, and definitely like, I think the top one or two in Wisconsin. So it's just, yeah. I, would, I mean, I would say it's the top course in Wisconsin in my book, my opinion. Correct. I mean, just, 
you know, part of it is its nostalgia of what it's hosted. And then just, yeah, I mean, it's just, and there's a reason it hosted that, you know, there's just, and that piece of property is really special. Um, all the the visuals of being on the ocean or on the lake, the the ocean of Michigan, uh, <laughs> Lake Michigan is yeah. incredible. Yeah, and, and I mean that's that's why we did the trip the way we did or the way I planned it. Yep. Like I wanted to focus on the lake because it's like it's just such a like for us. And especially for me who, you know, lives in Milwaukee here, basically on the lake, like you kind of take it for granted. Um, you know, this huge, this huge freshwater resource that we have here and how, how much beauty it can give us. Yeah. Um, and so to focus on that for basically the entire trip and be able to see it, not only at Whistling yeah. Straits, you know, from the Wisconsin side, but also from the Michigan side with, you know, Arcadia Bluffs and, and Bay Harbor and and some other courses where, you know, the sun is setting over the lake. You know, like it's it was just yeah. I mean, it was just beautiful. Like it was Yeah. It was a great trip. It was it was awesome. That's that's awesome. No, yeah, kudos to you for putting it together and uh making it happen. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate you uh finally getting me to uh, whistling straight so thank you thank you clay yeah no definitely about time for sure yeah but uh yeah someday I, we'll have to do it again <laughs> i mean yeah i i agree though like i I, w- I would like to go back and and you know be able to actually play hole 18 because we kind of teed off and couldn't see our ball <laughs> when we when we teed off 18 it was just too dark um like it would it'd be good to go back and and I mean, we're we're probably gonna get, you know, diff, more difficult conditions than we than we got to. So like it would be interesting to play it in a little bit more difficult conditions just to get like yeah, a full I mean, full wrath of it. Yeah, the front nine actually. The caddy said that this is like eerily calm conditions yeah. at a certain at a certain moments, but th- there was some breezes. Yeah, um, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't dead calm the whole time, but like there was yeah. a few moments where it was like eerily calm. Yeah, uh, on the front nine, but we did get rain on the back nine. But like, do you remember when he asked us if we wanted to skip over from like hole yeah. twelve to like hole uh, uh, fourteen? Yeah, like at the time I was like, man, that's crazy talk because I mean it, you feel like you have an like an hour and a half left. But like the the darkness hits you so fast. Yeah, with the um, yeah with the sun. With the overcast. It, yeah, it was overcast, as cloudy, so that didn't help. Then also the sun kind of setting behind the course rather than on the lake side. So like the course and the land kind of you know shadows you. It gets dark quick. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought we were, I thought we were going to be able to get in, and it wouldn't be that dark. But yes, it was dark. So that that's that's what makes me want to like play it again. But, yeah. But technically, we did get all eighteen in. Yeah, we did. And I would have hate to have given up even two holes, you know, as much as we paid. Yeah. Um, to like skip over two holes. Yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't though. <laughs> hey, well now we gotta go back. Now we gotta go back. Uh, but I, you know, I would say I will say this though. Like, it's not like I'm not going to really plan to go back. I would say at least 
in the near future. Like I would probably need to be invited back by someone kind of like how yeah. I kind of invited you or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, have a reason to go there. Yeah. Because like, like I'm not going to do this trip again. Like this was kind of a one time thing. And that was um, my next question is what's your next trip? Yeah. Like, you, are, can you, can you plant the seed in any of our listeners ears <laughs> of like what, or, or are you still, are you still dreaming it up? Yeah, so nothing's definitive yet. Like, well, of course not. But like, are you thinking like West Coast, East Coast, or Ireland, or like you know, <laughs> or Europe? Yeah, I mean, like definitely. You know, I, I have some destinations in mind that I want to get to. You know, at some point in the you know, but what's the most food years? I don't know. I'm trying to pick your brain on the spot. And like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, so like legitimately next year, like, <laughs> legitimately next year. I don't know if there's like, going to be financially and legitimately like, can you, can you tease our audience with anything? I would say, I don't think there's going to be a trip like this next year. It would probably be the year after like next year might just be like, Hey, Let's go and spend a couple of days at like Sand Valley or something like that. Um, do something like that. Um, just kind of because Wisconsin has some great golf, right? Like, um, oh, and, and we talked about that going back to Sand Valley, right? Sand Valley, or you know, getting to play Century World or something, doing something like probably in Wisconsin here. But um, but in terms of like a actual, you know, like a actual destination trip, kind of like. You know, or a golf trip. Like, it, like yeah. if you could do anything next year, like not not even logistically and financially, like, well, like I mean, that's not a fair question. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> like, I, I I will say I will say. What's your dream next trip? So, yeah. So, like, you know, not twenty twenty three, but maybe like twenty twenty four. Okay. You know, that's that's what I mean. Like, I don't think anything's really going to happen like this next year. Yeah. But, yeah, I do want to – there's more trips on the horizon, you know, just – it's just probably not going to happen next year. But the year after definitely yeah. is a huge possibility. Um, yeah, it's either – like, I either want to do something kind of like either go over to either, you know, Ireland or Scotland, you know, go, go over there, overseas, or – you know, potentially, you know, go over to, you know, Bandon Dunes or something, or maybe Pinehurst area. Um, like those are kind of, I would say maybe the top three, you know, kind of ideas in my mind right now. Yeah. Um, they're not, they're nothing unique. You know, they're not, I would say as unique as, you know, this kind of like Michigan loop that we did. Yeah. Um, but they're destination trips that I definitely want to do and, you know, include some bucket list type of, you know, courses. So, yeah. like, that that would probably be on the mind, like, kind of, like, planning type of stages, you know, see what's what's possible in, in you know, 2024, I would say. Yeah. But, I don't know. Do you have any plans? Do you have any ideas? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, of course you do. Next year, I I have a Upper Michigan trip. I was thinking about oh, yeah. talking talking with you about. Yeah, like Sage um, Run, Sweetgrass. Exactly. Maybe even like Gray Walls, getting up there. Exactly. Yeah. Do like three uh, like three four days. Of, yeah. Of you know thirty six holes in a day, but um, yeah, that'd be cool for sure. My uh, my my next local big trip with you would be uh medina um where like oh, so now we, now we played now we played one Ryder cup course so oh, now, yeah. we go, now we now we go down to illinois but this one's not public illinois yeah i was gonna say medina's private how are you oh, gonna, exactly. how are you gonna get on there well exactly Do you so know a guy i i know i know a couple guys oh. but uh we just we just don't know if it's possible um, but just it might not be part of a trip, but just right, um, just a... no. And then other uh, Medina and Hazeltine, I've always wanted to get on over in Minnesota. Yeah, um, Hazeltine's public at least. Yes, right? yeah, that's a little bit easier to get on. But yeah, yeah, those two Ryder Cup course, and I think is Hazeltine coming up on the rotation for the Ryder Cup. I feel like they're hosting uh, it. Again. It is. It's 2029. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I thought they were hosting it again at some point in the future, near future. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2029. Um, but, yeah, if, uh, the sooner the better. I mean, just yeah, yeah pull the trigger. Like, we got to make shit happen. And, like, the w- when you commit to your buddies, that's when shit happens. Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, the last time we actually – was 2016 at Hazeltine in Minnesota. Yeah. So we're, we're right in the... Yeah, a lot of Ryder Cup events here in the Midwest, for sure. Which is fun. Yeah, definitely getting spoiled recently by that. Yeah, they're actually hosting the 2024 U.S. Amateur. But no, those were a couple of courses that, like... I mean, doing a week-long trip like you did is pretty incredible and like the fact that you and theron did it i give you guys a hundred percent credit for making that happen but um as far as like my like you asked my next dream course to play like those are those are the two that are jumping out at me sure sure i believe it so i mean hazeltine Maybe maybe we can do that. Just you know, make a weekend out of it, and then. Um, yeah. But, uh, but Medina is going to take. Uh, we're going to ask. Have to ask some favors. Maybe maybe uh, maybe get a get some luck. Maybe a, maybe a members bounce going our way there. Hey, we do know a few people in the industry, and it, it, I, we just need we just need one lucky break. That's true. That's true. So all all it takes is one. Yes. So, but no. Again, thank you, Clay, for making this happen. Uh, appreciate it. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Whistling Straits was uh, fucking. It was magical and it was spiritual. Yeah, it was. It was definitely incredible, and and the entire the entire trip was absolutely fantastic. Um, and and I got a a, a crap ton of of footage. Um, so I'm going to be editing it all together. And can you commit to our audience when you're going to be posting it? So the the plan is like the new year, like uh, like 
I'll probably like put a trailer out like January second, and then it'll just be weekly releases yeah. from there on okay. out. So that's the plan, yeah. and I think I think that's pretty doable. So yeah, but well, you have like 166 holes to uh, edit. Yeah, and uh, produce. Yeah, produce. So yep. it's not like it's just one 18 hole round. No, no. So. so. But yeah, it's uh, so more to come from this trip for sure. Um, yeah, it was an incredible trip, and and I think one of the one of the cool things about it was the fact that it was such a range of of courses, essentially, and experiences. You know, we have you know basically nine whole muni courses that we're playing all the way up to you know whistling straights, right? A Ryder Cup course. Yeah. So just kind of like you know. <laughs> the difference there just is is kind of i think kind of neat and i think was a great part about the trip in general is you kind of hit on different types of golf essentially yeah you know you, you can't always have you know hundred dollar plus courses like you need muni courses the game of golf needs you know these lower maintenance types yeah. of courses right that's what we grow up on different playing strokes the game, for different folks right but that that's like where you learn the game of golf like that's how you get into it right you yeah. play on those those types of courses like they're they're just as needed as you know courses like whistling straights or you know that host yeah. pga tour events or pro events right yeah um so just kind of yeah again just experiencing basically essentially the entire game of golf basically in this road trip was was kind of cool and and all being focused on you know one huge lake yeah it's kind of it's you know the thing that holds it all together i think was kind of cool. yeah you, you had a theme to it yeah so yeah i think it worked out cool. pretty darn well yeah yeah good job good job clay thanks appreciate it <laughs> yeah with that i mean i don't have much else like uh yeah. I want to be a part of all your future golf trips. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely the the mind's always spinning, always kind of. I mean, I have, I have other trips that I've like roughly planned out, like itineraries, like yeah, um, like I have one where like you're playing in like the mountains of Colorado, and you're playing yeah. like those ski resort courses or whatever for like a week. Yeah, um, stuff like that. Like I, I've you know, I've spent days dreaming up stuff like that so yeah. i mean it's just it's a matter of kind of figuring yeah, just, out what you want to do and just one dream at a time one dream at a time and and going from there so yeah we'll see definitely yeah you're always you're always at top of mind for trips like that um so we'll yeah. but we'll, we'll see what the next one is and what it will be but yeah should All be right. fun yeah with that i mean i'll leave everyone with peace love and birdies Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Yes, sir!